everyone, welcome to the Keep Talking series. I'm your host, Tali Berger, and I work as a prevention educator with the Office of Case Management here at CU Denver. Keep Talking is a recorded audio series aimed at decreasing societal, campus, and perceived stigma around mental health. The goal of this series is to normalize conversations around mental health and increase help-seeking behavior with mental health professionals, staff, faculty, and peers. Resources on and off campus are provided at the end of each episode. In each episode, individuals within our community share their experience with mental health. Volunteers were encouraged to share their narrative through spoken word, slam poetry, storytelling, and art. There's power in sharing your own narrative and proof that we are not alone in our experiences. All volunteers have given their consent to share their stories. I thank all volunteers for their bravery and ask the listeners for their compassion. Thank you for listening. On today's episode, Will joins us and speaks about his experience with mental health. Will is a fourth year student here at CU Denver and is currently studying psychology. Will's story highlights his experience with ADHD, the pressure, productivity, and what being normal looks like. Will discusses the different outlets in which he has found refuge and support. Please note that this episode contains conversations of ADHD, depression, anxiety, and medication, and some people may find it disturbing. If you want to avoid this content, skip to the end of the episode to hear available resources. Today on our Keep Talking episode, we are here with Will. Will, thank you for sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to. So... I was undiagnosed with ADHD until I got to college. I always felt like I was falling behind growing up. Uh, nobody really understood a lot of my behaviors and kind of judged me for them. I felt like a freak for, for a really long time. A lot of the reason for that is, you know, I'd be, I'd be very impulsive. I'd be yelling things in class and just a lot of them like very random and, you know, just a lot of outbursts and... I felt problematic uh, in class, uh, in social groups, and it it hurt a lot as a kid because it felt like this was just who I am, and that that who I was as is problematic. And now, as an adult, I have to keep up with this crazy high standard of productivity, and it, it feels impossible sometimes. I my my motivation to be productive comes in in these very short bursts of, you know, of hyper-focus of, you know, this sudden inclination to want to get everything done in the span of a few hours. And I rely on those to keep up with a standard of productivity that doesn't follow that pattern. You know, it doesn't follow that schedule and keeping up with all this and, and just the stress of all this uh, adds to some depression that I've been working with and, and some anxiety that I, that I struggle with. I feel like I, I can't socialize or do anything fun just for myself because there's so much to do in my, in my head and, and I don't get to do all of it all, always. Um, you know, I, some friends will ask me to hang out on the weekend, but I'll have overdue assignments or I'll, I'll have this assignment and I feel productive and I need to take use of that instead of going to, to do the things that I love. And it, it makes it hard to feel like I can ever take time for myself or, or with friends. My self-image is, is still really low. It's held back by the feeling that I'm always too impulsive and never, never depthful enough. Um, that I just share my initial thoughts uh, on impulse and I'm too raw to have developed thoughts that can contribute. Fortunately, medication does help me a lot. Um, I, take, I take Adderall 
And it, it, it does help me focus. It does help me keep up and feel productive uh, more easily and less forcefully. But I've noticed that a lot of people just expect me to be like, quote unquote, normal when I'm medicated. And that's something that's been that's been difficult. I still have symptoms that affect me pretty severely, even when I'm on medication. And I, I wish people understood some of the less talked about symptoms of ADHD. Um, some of those, I mean, I won't go into too much, uh, too many examples, but like rejection sensitivity and memory issues. There, there are a lot of aspects to ADHD. It's a lot more than just uh, can't focus disorder. And I, I wish more people were aware of that. I feel like it would help to destigmatize it. It would help me and many others feel that um, we can be ourselves without judgment if more people understood uh, what ADHD is really like and what that experience can be like even even on medication. Thank you, Will, for sharing that. It, it sounds like you're doing a lot of work for yourself to focus on your on your worth and to focus on where you're, where you're at. And I'm curious, how do you give yourself grace to meet expectations that you might might not have energy for? I think a part of that is making, I guess, unconventional changes that, that I think will work for me. Um, one of those is I'm, I'm a lot more productive in the like late, late hours of the night when, when the world is asleep, even like two in the morning is when I feel like I can really start to start to get assignments done. And that contributes to, to sleep issues, right? If I have to be up a few hours that after that, it's going to increase stress and make things more difficult. So I think trying to plan for that rather than change that and fix that um, helps a lot. I think taking later classes, um, you know, scheduling emails to send during business hours because I'm typing them up super late, things like that. They, I think I used to feel like they're, I guess, un- irresponsible uh, decisions because the expectation is that, you know, you work from in business hours and anything else is, immature or something like that. I think moving on from that mindset is a way I've been trying to give myself grace, realizing that this is something I'm working with and I can create a system that works for myself, even if that system isn't what other people would call normal or what other people would call healthy. If it's working for me and if that's what I think is the best way to do things to encourage my own success, then um, that's, that's got to be my priority, you know, and, and when I do end up staying up too late and when I wake up too tired, not to get mad at myself for that, not to, not to yell at myself or let that, that anxiety or that stress, not to blame myself for that because it can be very easy to do that. And it's, it's very tough to remember that, you know, I'm working with a lot here. <laughs> I've got a lot on my plate that makes these things happen. And it's not just my fault when, when issues like that arise, it's, it's, something that happens and it's, you know, you kind of got to take it in stride and work with it rather than find someone or something to blame. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. And I think you mentioned a really powerful statement, um, which really is reflective of the work that you've done. And you focus on what, what works for me. Like it doesn't have to fit within these standards, but what works for me and not blaming yourself which is huge. Not easy, but it sounds like you're doing your best to get through that. What do, what advice do you have for people going through something similar? I think finding that finding other people, connecting with other people who have similar issues is 
such a huge, huge thing you can do for yourself if you're struggling. I I found these communities of people online that share memes about ADHD, that that share you know vents and frustrations. I'm on like a Facebook meme group that's just called like ADHD memes. Uh, there's like a couple Reddit channels that I joined. One is for like just ADHD as a whole, where people can vent and ask for tips, and it's just this amazing community of people. And it, it really just like touches my heart to to see that it's I don't know I I I opened those those groups and I realized how normal it is to have ADHD and that just like changed everything for me I felt crazy I felt constantly invalidated to have these issues you know that it's it's not a disorder it's it's laziness or it's or it's you know it's not working hard enough and all these things it's just not you're not motivated enough but. It is a disorder. It causes executive dysfunction. It causes attention issues and so many other things. And just seeing a community of people that were struggling with the same exact things and the same exact struggles of invalidation and all these people saying the things that I've always thought and never been able to say, it's, it's changed everything for me. So that's, that's one piece of advice is just finding people either online or through your school, if there's clubs or, or focus groups that share the struggles that you've been going through, it, it helps so much just to feel like your problems are real and your problems are not just yours. Other people struggle with very similar things and and that can that can make a world of difference in terms of reaching out and getting help because you you see it. You see that it's real. You see that it's a real struggle and that there are people doing something about it then you can do the same. That's so validating. Um Thank you for sharing that. As a CU Denver student, what advice do you have for students to get involved on campus or, or activities that you've found that have been helpful for you connected through campus? Getting involved is really important. I think being at CU Denver, where it's partly a commuter campus, a lot of people don't try to, but there is such a community here that um, you wouldn't notice if you didn't keep an eye out for it, but it is very alive and very strong here. I work with the peer advocate leaders and we help to mentor new students uh, coming in in their first year and help them adjust to college, help them find connection with something, be that a club or a person or anything similar. So I recommend looking at my links, which has every student organization there is, uh, people who share the same interests that you do um, and form clubs for them. You know, either within your major, let's say you're a philosophy major, there's a philosophy club that meets every Wednesday. Um, there are clubs for every every major you could think of uh, for so many different career directions. There are like women in nursing clubs. There are specific, you know, like uh, I believe there's like a woman of color in nursing club or, or uh, women in STEM and all these different, you know, minoritized groups have clubs that they connect on and, and help each other succeed in and beyond just work. You know, there's clubs for hobbies, clubs for outdoorsy people and could go on forever. Um, so just finding community is a really important thing. Um, beyond that, there's also just getting help for your struggles. I mean, we have a free counseling center where you can, you can get help. Um, I I've been using that counseling center at CU Denver for two years now and I've had, I've, you know, kind of cycled through a few different therapists and all of them have been helpful. I've loved therapy. It helps me feel sane. It helps me feel <laughs> like I have direction and, and it helps me set goals for myself and for my mental health. Um, so I can't recommend that enough. 
And lastly, the uh, disability office. If you have ADHD, if you have any disability, they can help a lot. I think specific to ADHD, a lot of people don't think of it as a disability. It's not really used with that language often, but they can make accommodations uh, that can help a lot. You can, they can, you know, help arrange something with your professor where, you know, if you need to like get up and walk back and forth across the hall a couple times during class, they can help communicate that to your professor. Um, if you have like testing anxiety, they can help arrange a new setup for your tests where you can go take it during office hours instead of in a room full of hundreds of people and just help create a situation where you can best succeed. So yeah, they, they, there are resources. There are so many at our school that, that can help you manage this and can help you succeed with your issues and not to get rid of them or to cure them, but to manage them better and to get the help that you need. Thank you for sharing that. You gave a plethora of an amazing ideas and options that are available, which is so great. And you're not alone. One last question that I realized I did not ask you or warn you about. So I'm curious just if you feel comfortable sharing too, just what are some things that you like to do to take care of yourself? Mm, um, I'm a big alone time person when it comes to self-care. When it's warmer, I like to go uh, camp by myself over the weekends. Um, just like take my backpack, get some time away from it all and, you know, get some peace and quiet and some kind of time to be with myself. Doing things like that really, really help my mental health. Um, and also like playing music and just kind of creating art when I can. Uh, those are my big two for sure when it comes to self-care. Those are wonderful. Like Denver's a, a great place to be with oh, yeah. those. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for talking with us and continuing to destigmatize mental health and continuing the conversation. You're very welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. Will disclosed that he was going to make himself a nice egg-filled breakfast after this conversation and go for a walk. Thank you again, Will, for your bravery and willingness to share your story. If you are having similar experiences to Will or know someone that is, you're not alone. There are places and people on and off campus that you can connect with. This also includes Facebook groups, Reddit communities, CU Denver's peer advocate leader or PAL program, disability resources and services, and even my links to check out student life organizations on campus. It's never too late to get involved. There is a multitude of resources available to students, staff, and faculty on campus. Here are a few. If you're hoping to get started with mental health counseling, know that the CU Denver Student and Community Counseling Center offers CU Denver students 10 free sessions every academic year. They also provide affordable counseling services to anyone living in Colorado on a sliding scale. Crisis walk-in hours are also available to CU Denver students call 303-315-7270 to get started or visit their website for more information. The Student Life and Campus Community team works to connect students to one of 130 plus campus clubs and organizations, meet new people, and develop leadership skills through weekly leadership workshops and certificate programs. Student Life also sponsors the Student Government Association and the student-led newspaper, The Century. Check out their website to get involved. Wellness Coaching with the Wellness Center 
offers a one-on-one with a certified health coach in virtual or in-person sessions to set actionable goals and make a personalized plan to improve your own wellness. Additionally, the disability resources and services and the Center of Identity and Inclusion are also great resources. Check out their websites to learn more. Thank you again to the Office of Case Management and our partners, the Phoenix Center, Student Life and Campus Community, Active Minds, Auraria Recovery Community, Student and Community Counseling Center, and CU Denver's Digital Strategies Team. Please complete the survey at the end of each episode and enter to win an appreciation item. The survey will be listed in the description of each episode. Finally, thank you to all of our volunteers for your bravery. And thank you all for listening. Mm -hmm.